0: You are listening to the Built to Grow podcast. Delivering the knowledge in all things fitness, business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton All right. Welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons in the Scottsdale HQ, joined, as always, by Randall Exton <laughs> hey, Good morning afternoon morning morning still morning Morning. good call good call uh let's jump right into this episode let's go gosh um this is going to hit home for a lot of you Mm -hmm. um and it's okay i want you guys just to listen to this episode and kind of like take a take some steps to fix this so one of the things that you know and even some of the iron circle members but most every single one of our coaching clients they have one common thing yep and that is what I would call the Atlas gym owner. You ever seen that statue of the Greek mm-hmm. God, where he's holding the world on his shoulders. That's your business as a gym owner right now in the, today's environment, most of the gym owners we work with, they, they are holding their business up. Yeah. It's they, all on their shoulders. They do everything from the sales to the coaching, to the programming, to the marketing, to every entering phones. Uh, well, why do you think that is? Well, there's, we'll get into that, but there's a lot of, uh, a lot of reasons, but you know at the end of the day you can't be this gym owner that does everything mm-hmm. and expect to one ever remove yourself and two ever scale or, or three really ever have any like semblance of a successful business because you get sick you want to go on vacation god forbid with your family and go out of town what happens to the business yeah and the business uh you know you, you have one chink in your armor you have a bad day the whole the whole place could cr- you know could crumble down and that's a really scary place to be. And, you know, honestly, that, that life was my life for many years. And, you know, and, and, you know, if you're just starting out and I think there's sometimes you have to do it, like there's no money in the business. You don't, you know, you're learning things as you go and you wouldn't even be able to train somebody up because you don't even know yourself what Mm -hmm. needs to happen. And, you know, obviously we, we, Dive deep into this topic during our coaching program, yeah. uh, and that's something that we solve for a lot of gyms. But like this is the common thread: the the, the whole success and failure of the business is 100% relying on the gym owner, owner the owner, the owner, yeah, owner, yeah in their efforts. And so the the number one reason I think this is happening and why gyms can't seem to get out of their own way is number one they they don't trust anybody else to do a good a job as them. Number one, they don't they don't have the trust factor. Sure. Maybe they've been let down, you know, they've tried in the past and it works. So they just take it back and number two, and probably more important, you, you get to a point where you do hire staff and you've got a team starting, but, but they don't do their jobs, uh, to the best of their abilities. And then what happens, the gym owner comes back and scoops up those responsibilities and like, I'll do it. I'll do it on my
1: own. Sure. I'll throw one more in there. Yeah. And it's the fact that, you know, gym owners don't value their time enough
0: oh absolutely right you yep. get you
1: have you have there is a portion of that workload that is oh it's just it's easier for me to just do it yep. you know what i mean mm-hmm. or you know they're jumping in training or they're repairing the equipment and that's the fact of like maybe maybe they don't know how to justify the dollars and cents you know what i mean they're not comparing the, their time spent to the 200 dollars right. revenue that they should have been earning in that time or something along those lines. And
0: you get to a point where you're you're a very efficient gym owner and you know that if you can go and put that time into something else, you can generate 10x times whatever you would spend to hire somebody to do that job. Uh, But they've also haven't mastered that skill set yet because I, I know without a shadow of a doubt, if I went in and decided to generate some leads today, I know very well how to do that and I can go spend some time and that would generate 10 X of whatever I would chart, you know, pay somebody to do fix the treadmill. And you can take that, like that
1: one step further too. Let's say that it's the person that, you know, it, there isn't necessarily the capital in the business yet, or, um, you know, they're not comfortable spending the money yet type of thing. Mm-hmm. We look at business very logically, right? Like, it's a math problem. If we want to bring in a system, a staff member, right? right what is that expense that we have to overcome? Yes. We don't just sit around and be like, "Oh, I can't add somebody to the business because I don't have the ca- the revenue." No, if it's if it's a need for us to grow when we need that person and it's going to allow us to grow faster, more efficiently, more effective, deliver better results, et cetera, how many clients do we need to add to the business to, to add that person to the business? I do that equation all the time. It's the only thing that matters. I mean, yeah. like if you want to scale, and I don't want to say scale fast and like, you know, there's risks to scaling fast in ways. But if you want to be intentional about the growth of your business, you need to look at every dollar that's going out as an opportunity to go earn it to make that system service person, whatever it may be, yeah. a real thing in your business. I'll out-earn that
0: expense. Uh, exactly. Yeah. Out-earn it. Exactly. And, and yes, and so if you're on the fence and you need a new coach take here's here's the easiest math equation again this is math this is what we do determine what your average revenue is per per month per per client Mm -hmm. determine what the salary is you would be paying this new staff employee and then divide it by the revenue per member and you know i need 20 clients or i need five clients you know so then you make it a goal hey as soon as i hit that fifth client i'm gonna start finding a new coach or even start put the pole in the water. The, yeah. yeah, get that get the uh, job description yep. out there and start start interviewing while you're working towards getting that fifth client or whatever that number is. And then you just you know you just accept that hey I worked hard now to get these five clients Th- that's basically washed out by this new coach. But guess what I've got all my time back.
1: You Just invested in your business and you just earned an entire new employee. Yeah. I mean like what it's- you can do with that much more time in the business right the the deliverable that this person can now the responsibility that they can take on like what your business is capable of with one more additional person Mm -hmm. it's not the same battle anymore you know what i mean the five people two people four people it took to bring in that one additional person Yep. yep I mean, you've got room for another 25 people. You know what I mean? Like this is how we grow.
0: Yep. Yep, exactly. And, and then the other side of this is you do get that new employee, but you, you you lack the systems to onboard them correctly, train them correctly, make sure that they understand what their performance valuations are looking at. We've got all of that again, this isn't our coaching program, but we've got all of that very knocked down and dialed with a nice bow on it. Every coach knows we're looking at these five things you get a one through five in each one of these categories we add this up this is your score this is what you can get out of it and they know what they're looking at yeah and obviously you would hope every coach is growing every month or every quarter we do quarterly. uh you know sometimes they take a step back in an item like okay well you, you kind of went from a four to a three let's talk about that one thing and then you could fix the broken chain you know chink in the armor or whatever sure. the, the chain uh, you know, and that's where they're they're lacking. And so you can you could hyper focus, you can you can develop your staff. And you know what? when you have a staff that's doing their job, everybody's accounted for, everybody knows their role, like that's a great place to be. Mm-hmm. And that's the opposite of what's happening in many gyms. It's the opposite. They don't they don't, they don't they don't they have staff, they can't trust them. Yeah, they don't have staff, so they do everything their own. Um, they're just, they're lacking the systems for onboarding. They're lacking the systems for training and developing the staff because without the look at the end of the day, the job, somebody has got to do the job. Boom. So, so you got to figure out who that's going to be. Is it going to be you as the owner or are you going to have a staff person? And then really where you're, we've worked with gyms that have the capital, but they're afraid to spend the money on. I can think of one person in particular yeah. that as soon as we hired that new coach and got him out of the afternoons his life has been changed and now he's got you know he's already made all that money back that he you know that's costing in his expense he's got all the time and now he's putting it into marketing and new mm-hmm. website you know all this stuff and now his business call it overnight it took three months whatever but you know overnight he's he's in a totally different place he has the opportunity to scale because before He's a solopreneur. He's only can only get so far. Like you only have so many hours in the day. Yeah. And then all these things that have to get done. So you have to you you have to hire staff. Like you just have to. You have to hire coaches. And so like there's there's that and there's the admin staff that you need to, you know, I mean, they're they're amazing when you have the, the people. Right in, people. Yeah. Attention, gym owners, are you ready to take your business to the next level?
1: It goes, some of that goes back to that uh, conversation we had about high performers and where in the business they're, they're spending their time, right? The operational and the admin, operational and admin are some of the two smallest areas a high-performing business owner should be spending their time. Yeah. Got to be forward-focused, right? Running, working on the business, managing the growth of the business and predicting and forcing that. Yeah, and well, then you, you allow you, your team to, to backfill. You had a percentage
0: of staff development on that.
1: It you know, was. Yeah. Uh, I do Yeah. It was something. like something right in the middle. Yeah. Uh, or, or you know, I mean, divvied up between the quarter of them. Um, yeah. Staff development, I believe was, was about that, that 25, 27%, yeah. you know, time, but you know, most of the people that we, that is, that were interviewed when, when I did that, you know what I mean? When, when we were kind of uh, being introduced to that data, uh, most of us, much like our gym owners are spent our, spending our time in the operational. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. you said we, when we talked about it you said, okay, yeah, little little glimpse I'm spending too much time in the operational mm-hmm. you know for your role, it's important to get back out front yeah. um, you know those of you listening if you're in the business, I guys we get mm-hmm. it you could love training your clients but if you need to be the person training your clients, you're probably not mm-hmm. in the best position your business can you know can you can utilize yourself in your business. Yeah. it's just a fact. And um, if you want to grow and scale, yep. and you want to be able to do it, you you have to have staff that you can trust. You have to be able to develop them. That's a big part, a big missing link.
0: If they don't have roles and responsibilities, they don't know what they're being graded mm-hmm. on, and you're just letting them go off and you know. Hopefully, they do the job. It'll never
1: happen. And it goes even further. I mean, our coaching program we're so granular. We talk about the beliefs of the business as a whole. Yeah. You know, we're going so granular. We're starting with your belief, um, your brand promise, and your core values. You know, like I know we've, we've had like 20, 30 year old gym or 30 uh, year gym owners jumping into the program and be like, oh, come on, guys. like, And I'm like, really? But do you have it? No, I've never done one. Yeah. Oh, let's, let's try. So we don't even know what your business is, is about. And we're trying to fix problems. You know, we need to know who we are before we can figure out the how. So like starting there, stopping, taking a look. The thing that stands out the most lately is the, you can't fix a car while driving it. And too many of us are trying to do that. And so having that non-subjective look, look at the systems, identify the problems, make adjustments.
0: You know, it's funny. A lot of gyms, hey, they believe they need systems. They believe they need systems. But when you start identifying the word system, they're so ambiguous. They don't understand what, what it means. And so I guess one of the first things you could do we just, I just did this yesterday with a new coaching client in Texas, a different guy. Um, Basically, he's got a new employee. He wants to, he wants to know what he should be having her do. And so I was like, well, listen, man, if you're trying to offload some of your roles and responsibilities, number one, all the income producing activities go on your plate right now. That's your, as the gym owner, you have to be that guy. Uh, But if it's, you know changing the decorations out in the gym and you know getting ready for this and changing putting the birthdays on the the board out in front like yeah that's the stuff you can have them do and he was like oh okay so the first thing he was he was wanting her to track the sales numbers and the retention numbers like whoa time out like she doesn't care about any of this stuff she's she's gonna have to ask you for that data anyway yeah you hold on to that right now but like eventually sure when you have somebody in the sales role that is is intimately uh, you know involved mm-hmm. in and in the closings and the cancellations and the upgrades downgrades freezes and stuff yeah and, and by the way here's the google doc that will handle all that formulas for you. And we even built in a attrition formula last night. So nice. at uh, the end of the day, look like he had to list out everything he was doing. And I know you're doing yep. that with him anyway, yep. but list out all the things that he's doing, highlight the income producing activities, move those off of that list because that's his, he yep. can't, he cannot not outsource that. You can't trust a new employee for the, <laughs> The most, that, some of the most important roles especially of the when he's still that involved in the business yeah. like if he was out of the business yeah then of course you would outsource the sales and the tracking and the lead follow up to somebody on your team but like for now it's him and then everything else the time suck and everything that he can't you know get away from the gym he he's just going to start you know Basically, creating checklists like daily, we do this weekly, we do this, and monthly, we do this
1: automate, delegate, eliminate.
0: And so, it's delegating, right? Yep. So, he's delegating all that. And so, now he's got some clarity around it, and he's like, okay, now it makes sense. But, but basically, it was like, what should I have her do? That was the question. And so, that's how we dissected to get to what she should be doing, mm-hmm. you know, what happens on a weekly basis. But the first thing he had to do was write down all the crap he's doing. Like, how is she just going to automatically know? Yeah. And I told, and then the other thing I told him that this is probably the biggest, I guess, aha for for him and most gym owners is you have to give them, uh, how do I say this? Uh, authority. Yeah. Authority, but the flexibility to make decisions and define when those decisions can be made. For example, if she's a trainer, like that's first, she's got to train, but like, if she's got a down hour, it's okay to step off the training floor to go do these other things. Um, he was trying to, like, decide if we were going to block times for admin work. I said, if you block times for admin work, if you're that busy, then yes. But if you do that, just stuff's never going to get done. Like, mm-hmm. they're going to waste that time. Oh, I'm done. I'll do that later. But if it's built into their w- checklist and stuff, and boom, it gets done. Uh, but he had to give her the, I guess, the the comfort in knowing, hey, if if this coach has those tri- clients, you don't need to be standing next to them. Let's go ahead and get, that, get out the floor and get these other things done. Anyways, that you know that's that's the system that we're talking about. They, the, the word system is just a, the processes
1: mm-hmm. the steps, one, two and three. tracked. It's almost like data. you know what I mean? You have to have something written, trackable, measurable. There's got to be a process in place. I mean, it's much like we joke about goals. Like a goal is not a goal unless it's written with a date for completion. And that's then, a goal.
0: That's a goal. And then the steps to and get steps, there. steps, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: And then you break down how to get there, right? Process is the same thing. What's the objective we're trying to create, you know, accomplish? Serve, serve our client for the hour, right? Whatever it may be. Um, you know, Starbucks, it's, we're gonna make a venti, whatever the hell it's called, right? What? There's steps to that. This ingredient, this ingredient, this, uh, you know, get it from here, this cabinet. Like they're so granular in their processes. That's what allows a business like Starbucks to grow and scale efficiently.
0: Hey, 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 Tim Lyons here. Look, I know running a gym day in and day out can be a challenge. It's often hectic and stressful, but remember, you are not alone. okay so let's so there you go the goal let's just put the goal out there right now hey the goal is to hire a new employee that's going to be a fifty thousand dollar year employee let's just throw that out there all right so that's the goal how do i need to get there well i need to generate fifty thousand dollars more in the year so what are my clients paying here let's just say it's 399 bucks a month great i need 10.4 clients to replace the income that i'm gonna be paying this new employee so 11 11 clients will get me there so now All right. How do I get to 11 clients? Well, we normally sign up, let's just say eight to 10 a month. Okay. Well, in the next five weeks, you should be hitting that goal. Awesome. Let's put some poles in the water. Let's work towards, and as soon as you hit that 11th, that's when you can hire that person. So you've earned, you basically you're, you're burning 11 clients to now have the $50,000 a year employee. Again, these are clients that are paying $399 a month, but you do the math on your end. Maybe you're not paying 50000 maybe it's 40000 depending on your area. Just throwing those
1: numbers out there. But that's how you get there. there and, now you know. And we're talking 11 clients. So in your business, right? Because I, I, can, I can hear somebody saying, oh, well, I just added 11 clients. I basically just washed this new employee, right? You know, I just pay them to just bring in the same amount of clients that they're going to be serving. It doesn't mean no good. Well, let's be honest. 11 clients in this semi-private training model is, is two full sessions. Yeah. Big deal. Like, you, that can assimilate into the schedule today with no problem. Yeah, they can trickle through. You know what through. I mean? Yeah, Exactly. So it's not like you're actually giving a new employee a full-time job with a full s- slate of clients that, you know, they don't have the time and availability to do the other things that need mm-hmm. to happen. You're, you're creating that opportunity for all of those things to get accomplished while, you know, starting with maximizing their, their training schedule.
0: So I'll throw this number out there in a semi-private training model, be it five, four, five, or six to one. And this will change a little bit. Each coach should be, you know, the amount of clients per coach should be anywhere between 50 and 70. So if you have 50 clients, that's good for one coach. If you have a hundred clients, you should have two coaches, 150 clients, three coaches or whatever. Um, and that's it, that five to six to one. And if you go to five to one, and you just need to drop it down a little bit, sure. 45, 40. Mm-hmm. So think about how many clients you have, you're serving. Obviously, if they're doing twice a week or three times a week, that does make a little difference, but it's an average, you know, between 50 and 60-ish clients per coach, full-time coach. That's so that, good data. So now, okay, you look at your business. Uh, okay, we have 150 clients, but we only have two coaches. We're, we need a new one. Or, or if you're you have three coaches, you're at 150 semi-private training clients. If you wanna grow, you need
1: to have a third, fourth coach in to get to 200 or whatever. I think that I would, I don't know. I mean, what's your opinion? I think a lot of the coaches or the, the businesses that we've worked in, I th- it was a kind of a combination. somewhere overstaffed in inefficient ways. Mm-hmm. inefficient ways. Um, but I would say that almost like the other 50, there wasn't very many that were like in the sweet spot. You know what I mean? It was either we had nobody and we were doing it all. like like the gym owners we're talking about today, or they have a massive amount of people in their business, but, you know, that one person's doing one session a week. You know, this person might be off offsetting their membership for, yeah. you know, child care while they're in there, whatever, it may be, type they of have, thing. But they
0: have a dozen coaches, yeah. but they do like two hours a day or whatever. Yeah, That's,
1: that's the, almost the other end of the problem of you can't scale because you don't have anybody who's bought in yeah. to the business. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You right. don't have a team behind you. It's... Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a whole another podcast episode. Yeah,
0: one of the, you know one of the things that we talk about in our in our coaching program, guys. If you if you're interested in the coaching program, what's the URL? Uh, winninggym.com slash coaching. Okay, winninggym.com slash coaching. If you if you have interest in the in the coaching program, this is something we talk about. We we get into staff schedules. We, mm-hmm. I'm a real big proponent of block scheduling, just basically shifts, morning shift, afternoon shift, uh, and depending on how many coaches that you could have, two coaches in the morning, two in the afternoon fitness director, floater, that's kind of like the nine to five yep. person, you know, it's a, that's the perfect model in my opinion, because then you've got, you got everything covered. And then like, look, if, if coach is out, you got, you can switch and swap and move people around. Uh, you know, and to, to me, that, that makes a lot of sense because, you know, we know clients belong to one coach. It's a team effort. Every client can train with any coach. It's based on the times that they come in. And sometimes we force switch some of these coaches so they get used, the clients get used Mm -hmm. to other coaches. And so if one of the coaches decides that this isn't for them anymore, we don't, you know, try to protect ourselves. Now there's relationships. The episode before us could bite you in the butt where you have such a tight relationship with some of the coaches and they leave, then you could lose 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 a client out of that. But yeah, guys, I mean, listen. At the end of the day, gym owners, you work. God bless you. You're hardest working in the in the like in the industry. You guys are the hardest working business owners. Like you do everything. You love it. You, you don't bitch about it. It's just what you do. But at the end of the day, that's not a good place to be five, six, seven, 10, 12, 25 years into the business where, where you don't go to work, the money doesn't come in. That's a big problem. Scary place risk. to be Yeah,
1: very scary place to be And I'll throw one thing on there, right? The COVID, this situation, the hiring, all of that type of stuff, right? The people that we're working with and the people that we're, we're, uh, the pool of people we get to choose from right now, um, guys. We hear it all the time. It's really difficult to find good quality staff. You shouldn't be bringing people into your organization that, if you close a door, you have to talk negatively about. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, th- this is kind of a heart-to-heart. I've, you know, I take a lot of calls with with interested parties. Some of the coaching clients. I mean, there's definitely been a us versus them mentality with some of the individuals you know, in some of these organizations. Mm-hmm. The, the a difference between the owner and the staff, right? There's so much resistance between, uh, you know, oh, I hired this person or, or yeah, tell me about that person. Oh, they're an idiot. You know, like they can't even do this right. That is not mm-hmm. the, the way you should be employing anybody in yeah. your business. And right. and this is a heart to heart. This is your opportunity to ascend. This, that's your problem. That's mm-hmm. your problem. Ultra, ultra accountability in your organization, right? That's the ability for you to step up and be a better, more effective leader right? You shouldn't have people in your organization that are lost if you, they need direction. Guys, they show up and they want to do a good job. That's that's yeah. the truth of it. Most people don't show up for work just trying to, to just escape by. Yeah. yeah. You know, when they're working with clients, they want positive interactions. They want to help people. They want to make them smile. Doesn't always happen. Things happen, right? People screw up. But give an opportunity to educate, to learn, to ascend. I'm a big proponent for having those paths for ascension in your employees. And, um, you know, if you find yourself kind of resistance around that, figure it out. You're like, you should probably have a look at what you're doing, mm-hmm. right? That's your your opportunity to look internally. Because, and, and, and I would I would venture to guess that there hasn't been
0: a review in a long time. Sure, if that's a, yeah, right. They People, haven't had that sit down. Um, get back to that,
1: guys. I know most of you have good intentions, and then, then the, the chaos gets in the way. That, that same stats we did when we went over the high performance. It was something like 46% of employees... Time is spent on tasks they weren't originally hired to do. I don't remember specific. I think it was that much. Like, yeah. if if the people in our businesses are doing things that they weren't hired to do, aren't part of their job description, and they're they're technically in the wrong seat of the bus, that's your opportunity to make changes. Yeah, yeah.
0: No, like you said, it's
1: your it's your problem to fix. It so as as
0: the owner, again, once again, you you are <laughs> Yeah, you <laughs> you got the world on your shoulders. This also, we'll just throw that on top. Um, but yeah. You can fix this problem pretty, and it's it's awesome when you do. Yeah. When you have the systems and the staff in place and when your team's doing everything that they're supposed to be doing and you come in and it's just getting done and you're walking around, everybody's smiling, high-fiving, laughing, having a good time, and they're rocking and rolling, that's a, that's a good feeling. Like, that's the place I want you to get to. I, I just, you know, I'm fortunate enough to have that where I walk in and just things are, you see it, like, yeah. it just things are happening and it's just great, right? It's a good feeling. Um, I want you to get there too and picture yourself in that position if you're not there and then just kind of work your way back to figure out how to get there. And like we gave you some equations, we gave you some goals and some paths to get to. But at the end of the day, you have to have the right team. They have to be trained and you've got to not do everything in the gym. Yeah, You, you have to be able to trust, trust, right? Hopefully that helps you guys. Uh, you know, let us know if you want help with this. This is something we do very, very well uh, winning gym.com slash coaching, uh, jump into that and would love to talk to you. So that's it for this episode until next show, keep changing lives. See you on the next show. Bye. All right. And thank you for listening to that episode of the Build to grow podcast, where we help gym owners win. Now, do you want to connect with me and other gym owners online? All you need to do is join our private Facebook group, business talk with fitness professionals. Just head on over to Facebook and type in business talk with fitness professionals. And when you do,